Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I am love feeling peaceful. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. Before you switch off and think, oh my God, this is going to be so boring. It's not going to be boring because I'm on the couch. It's not going to be boring because Jane and I are going to have an argument for you. Yep, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Meditation, are you serious? Who wants to spend half an hour talking about sitting with your eyes closed? What is wrong with you boring hippies? I actually don't want to. I don't want to do this particular episode, but we're going to. I'm going to be those of you who are so not into meditating. I'm going to be your voice and you can be my cheerleaders going, yeah, you say it like it is, Jane. And Beck, her mission today, should she choose to accept it, is to get me across the line in 30 minutes to get me happily meditating. Because really, who wants to do it? Not me. I love this. Boring. I, I love it. I love it. And I, I say that with tongue in cheek, but I have to be honest and say it's actually how I feel. And yet every one of my beautiful soul sisters who I respect and adore and they can say anything to me and I take their wisdom on 100%, <laughs> all meditate and all tell me, Jane, I keep telling you, it's like, oh, it's like watching paint dry. So take it away, Beck. Do you yeah, choose right. your mission for the day? Do you choose your mission for this half hour? I think that oh, I do. Thanks, Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's all good, <laughs> right? Strap yourself in, kids. I'm going to make it fun and juicy. Um, I, yeah, sure. This has dropped into my head. I think the Spirit Guides dropped it a couple of weeks ago because every now and then, well, not every now and then, like most of the time I get clients who I talk to about meditation and I, I go back through our archives to find the show about meditation to send them and I actually realise we kind of don't have one, Jane. No, I wouldn't have suggested that topic. <laughs> she, Jane, you should have been on the stage. She, she's got the persona and the devil's advocate hat on and she's going to play it till the 29th minute. You've I'm going to have so much fun she's with this. She's going to actually be a bitch. I'm just going to try and stay in my educational tone of voice and stay un- removed and unattached. Well, can I just say, did you, tone. did you notice the affirmation I did at the beginning? I, I am, am love, love feeling, feeling peaceful. peaceful. Well, guess what? When it comes to meditation, I'm not. So let's see if I am that by the end. No pressure, Rebecca. Okay. So anyways, back to me. Um, I was searching at the 166 episodes we've done. Now we've got one called the daily check-in, which is the one I always kind of go to, but that's actually where we talked about how to find little pockets of spirituality quickly in little tools. It was like little two-minute tools. Yeah. Like, well, that's not it. And then I know that I've talked about meditation here, there and everywhere in splodges, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Guess what, kids? I'm sorry, but we're going to do a boot camp because Because why? I mean, why is the question of the whole half out? Why is it so important? Why? Why? Jane, do you know how Esther Hicks even met Abraham? Oh, she was probably bloody meditating. I'll tell you what she did. She meditated for 15 to 20 minutes a day for three or four months in order to get her vibration high enough to bring that energy in. Oh, but I can chat to Abraham. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just thought I'd throw that in there because it's an interesting, it's just an interesting idea. No, look, I I was flippant there and I get it. I do get that. Okay. 
All right. Now let's bring it back to suburban street basics. We are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge to quote my favorite rappers. Okay. So at its most basic, basic level, I get a client. That client is an ordinary one of you who's listening right now. They have a husband, they have kids, they're busy, they've got things to do in their life, they've got their emotional blocks, they probably didn't have the best childhood, they've worked on themselves or they haven't, but they're a good person, they're open-minded, they're willing to learn, they're doing a bit of self-development, right? That's your basic entry level. Cue Rebecca, oh, hey, how's your meditation going? <laughs> Cue clients, oh, I, 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 I don't do that, I can't do that. So I say, or they say, oh, I try, or I'm not really at the moment, or I should be, I have in the past, but I'm not. And I say, okay, so my next question is, what happens when you meditate? What is that experience like for you? Jane, let's use you. When you sit down and try and do it, or there is no try, mm -hmm. says Yoda, if you meditate, what do you do and what happens? I've tried a few different things. So the guided meditations, I've done a lot of those, but really I felt like they were more about reprogramming the subconscious mind. I want to break this down. Do you lie down on a bed? Do you sit in a chair? Do you go outside? Oh, okay. Um, if, it's a, a sh if it's a short one, I'll sit in a chair, comfortable chair. If it's a longer one, I will recline on the bed, like with the big European pillows behind, not lie down. Otherwise, I'm going to go to sleep. Yes. Okay. Uh, and when is your preferred time to do a meditation? What, what, what brings you to the idea of feeling the need to do it? You should see her face. If only I could show you Jane's face. I can pull that again. I'll take a photo. I'll do a selfie and I'll put it on the page. <laughs> it's like, I don't have a favorite time. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. But if I was going to do it. When you have done it, why have you done it? Ah, oh, because people like you nag me. Okay. <laughs> and I that. trust that you say there's something in it. Or you come across a good recording and you want to listen or something, right? Like a good, no? Well, I did put one up on Facebook that. <laughs> there's that face again. Like, no, Rebecca, not, <clears throat> not even, not even that. No, look, if I was going to meditate, it would be early in the morning, like first thing, like wake up, good morning universe, meditate. Or last thing at night. Um... I find I don't get, I'm not really great with spiritual practice midday, like halfway through the day, and maybe that's probably when I need to do it. Jane, though, you go for beautiful morning walks and look at the sky and the moon or the sun or whatever's going on yes. in the cosmos. Would you call that an open eye meditation? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, actually, well, maybe I've been shutting this down because, no, lately I've been listening to podcasts. Okay. So where do you find moments of connection? There's that face again. <laughs> I'm going to put that face up. This is more like a guilty face now. Yeah, it is. How do you connect with source? How do you do it? Through the people I interact with. So when you sit in the presence of someone who's a beautiful, gorgeous, wholehearted soul, then, then you see the light shining through them and it reminds you of how aligned. No, no, no. It's, what? it's, it's what's coming through me to connect with them. So hang on a minute. So a part of you comes out that connects with the goodness in them. Yes. You feel, you get in the zone in that yes, moment. totally in the zone. So it's when I'm doing that. You are an interesting it's creature. When I, oh, am I? Oh, it's when I'm writing a new course or recording a podcast, um, writing a blog. All right, so articulate this. So one, one could call it the creative muse, but it's one step further because if you're sitting with a friend and they're talking about, say, spirituality or their lives, what do you feel? What is that? I'm right in the zone. What do I feel like? I feel, I feel, oh my goodness, I feel I am love feeling peaceful. Oh, well, I guess you must be meditating then, Jane, in a way. 
Because it's right. See, we can stop the podcast now. Okay. I don't have to do it. Bye. Not your method. We're going home. Right. So maybe this is this conversation was necessary because this is going to help to open up a lot of people who are scared of the linear construct of having to sit down cross-legged like they belong to a Nepalese temple and pull out the chant and do the om and do the half an hour, three times a week, which nobody does because we're Westerners. Well, Should I have I- got an app. I've got an app that uh, you can choose, you know, um, three minutes, five minutes. Oh, there's an app for that. Of course there is. And I choose the three minutes and it has bells chime after each minute. And I'm going, oh God, is this nearly over? <laughs> okay. But what we've just established is people can come into the vibration of connecting with source through many, 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 many means and ways. Okay. Jane's doing it with her eyes open, holding a champagne at a party with a, with a beautiful person. Yes. Right? Now, how long can that sensation last for? Or let's say you're sitting down on a quiet Tuesday morning at home by yourself to write a course and you go into that beautiful zone of excitement and the flow and you know you're helping people and it feels good and you're excited about it. How long can you stay in that zone for? Uh, three or four hours. Whoa. You're a master. <laughs> hilarious okay let's take the pressure i think there's a method to a madness here you're not as unspiritual as you might think jay oh no i thought i was spiritual i just don't want to meditate well maybe maybe we need to redefine meditation yes because i'm a bit excited by the fact i don't have to sit zen like in silence so i've got a friend bless her one of my dearest like you back okay nikki i'm mentioning you who's going off for 12 days of silence you have a pass yeah not for everyone well can i just say we're at the ninth minute and i've already got you excited (laughs) boom (laughs) thank you (laughs) right now i'm just gonna say i'm going off to work now i've got three gorgeous clients today beautiful guess what i'm meditating for those three hours my version. Now you're reframing it, and I'm getting excited about that kind of language and turn me on when you talk like that, Jane. <laughs> because Jane is not just working today. She's going to go sit in a highly vibrational zone in alignment with herself, her truth, resonating with divine source and bringing that out in other people. What is that if not meditation? I mean, you could call it meditation. It's connecting up. You'd... Well, I've always done that. I just didn't realise that's what people call meditation. Well, I think that you, you've got your, your modus operandi that feels better for you to do it. Now, I'm gonna, I am going to talk about traditional meditation, though. So, so, Jane, take a deep breath and just suffer in silence while I hop on the soapbox for two and a half minutes. All right. She's pursing her lips. She's literally holding her mouth together so she doesn't say anything. <laughs> that's good of you, Jane. I appreciate it. That's my cheeky witch's laugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's got your cheeky witch's face on too. Right. right, let's get to the point. This is what I say to clients. When people come to me and they say, I can't, I don't, I won't, I don't want to know about it, it doesn't interest me, I haven't got time, I find it unbearable, my brain goes a 1,000 miles an hour, monkey chatter comes in. Normal, 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 normal. Why? Because we're Westerners. Why? Because we have ego. We're going to do an episode on ego soon, so stay tuned. We're really going to describe to you what that means because it's a very important concept to understand. But in the shortest, quickest possible form, it means your brain gets in the way of yourself. And you, your body, your heart, your intuition, your gut, your conscience, your connection with divine source is always trying to lead you in the best direction for yourself. 
And it is your brain slash ego's job to constantly get in the way, interrupt, deflect, distract, sabotage, talk loudly, look at that pretty shiny, dazzly object, look at that new thing on Facebook, look at the thing in the sky, anything to not have to sit down in complete silence and almost collapse it all down to a one fine point, right? What happens when we collapse it all down to one fine point? About 15 fears come up. The first one is, I don't like myself enough to sit with myself for two minutes. The second thing is, I might have to think about all the things I've actively avoided thinking for three decades. The third thing is, I might meet parts of myself I don't actually like. Plus, the fourth thing is, I might have to see the demons under the bed. Stuff from childhood, wounds, things I feel bad about, stuff I can't forgive myself over, things that are bothering me, like my marriage, which I don't know what to do anything about, etc., etc., etc. Five, why would I put myself un- into five or ten or twenty minutes of sitting with my own pain? And my answer to that is twofold. One is because the only way out is through. And two is, who says it's got to be painful? Want to say anything, Jane? Well, yeah, I can see, I have never seen meditation as being painful, but now that you've said that, I can see that for some people it could be. And and therefore, okay, an well, avoidance let, reason. Let's talk about what you said earlier, paint drying. That's your version of pain. Why would I want to sit yeah, still boredom, boredom. and be bored out of my brain for two minutes? Okay. So, I, tell you, I, have, I tell you when I have meditated, and that's just been the three minute or maybe five. Five's the most I really do. If it's a silent meditation, if I'm not listening to anything, I'm just trying to hear the thoughts and you're going to guide us through how to do all of that aren't you, you know, oh, let the thoughts yeah. go and all of that better believe it right okay um i have done that when i've become overwhelmed or when i'm really in fear you you've gone to meditate i have that's what i asked you before what brings you to meditate yeah well, but it doesn't happen often because i can normally adjust my emotions you've got other tools quickly. for those yeah. that you use generally yeah yeah. So it's got to be pretty bad for you to go yeah, and it does. almost say, yes. God, help me. But having said that, I also want to ask about sleep because my thing is I tend to feel like my afternoon siesta is a form of meditation. I don't know, but I'm gonna me... gi- I'm going to give you that. And you, you discovered sleep a long time ago as a tool to offset your HSP yeah. over overwhelmment. And so sleep for you means it's that beautiful um, dreamy, whole body relaxed surrender that a nap is because it's not a full sleep. It's just like you come in, you rest, you come out, and it's a very dreamy process where you do change brainwave state. And what do you you come out feeling like today's affirmation, which is I am love, feeling peaceful, and that's exactly what it is. You're getting into alignment, very, very much so, and presumably unclouding your brain, like you're decluttering at that moment. You're not thinking a thousand so thoughts. Do you think it's wrong if people meditate and they fall asleep? No. But they go, I'm going to do a 20-minute one, and then they actually go, oh, I just woke myself up because I was snoring. I think you've done it properly because you've actually gotten to a, a point where you've slowed down the monkey mind enough to go to actually shift focus or shift into a different place. Now, you'll hear stories, traditional monks and nuns, that, like and I'm talking in Asian traditions where the uh, – whoever he is, chief meditator dude who's there to teach the kids, the shaved head boys, and he'll walk along the aisles with a stick and he'll whack them like 
It'd be uncomfortable. Like I can remember Caroline Mace saying this years ago, 10, 20, 12 years ago, she came to the Sydney Convention Centre and she said to everybody, sit up in your chairs, don't slouch, don't get comfortable, you should be uncomfortable. If you want to be awake and aware and process this work and be highly conscious, sit up on your bottom bones and sit, you know, really feel every second of it. Don't slouch, don't laze, don't fall asleep into it, but really be in it. And you know, sometimes Jane, as you would know, you go to conferences or you go to spiritual seminars and they crank the air conditioning up to highly uncomfortable levels of cold because they want you to stay awake and pay attention. And it's the same thing, right? So there are two schools of thought. One is that, you know, like the, the Buddhist would, or whatever would say, you sit there and if a, and a car alarm goes off three feet from your ear or a mosquito lands on your nose and bites you 12 times, you don't move. You deal with it. You accept the samsara, the suffering, the distraction around you, and you find peace with it and let go. And that is where you get those insane meditation gurus of the likes of whom can supposedly meditate, live for 200 years or 500 years, who can become breatharians, not need any sustenance to live on anymore other than the breath of divine soul, because they've actually reached a point where they have minimized or turned down the volume on every single earthly distraction to such a degree that they're actually able to transcend while still in the flesh how boring (laughs) i'm not advising anybody try that at home so what's your take on the difference between a silent meditation versus a guided one because i have done in the past like many many years ago i had some beautiful ones that would take you you know to the akashic records and that's fine Whatever gets you there. Look, some of those guided ones are more like there'll be a chakra clearing, there'll be a go back and visit your past lives, meet your spirit guides. That's fine if you want to expand your spirituality and test your psychic skills as well. Meditation, though, should be really more about silencing and coming within. Now, this I'm about to sneeze. I wonder what that means. No, it's gone. Um, so there's so much I want to say. I'm going to have to bash it out quite quickly unless Jane lets me go for longer than half an hour, but she'll die if we do. So I've got to get this out. So the first point is when you sit down with yourself for two minutes, and being Westerners, I don't advise that you do it any longer than two minutes. If you can do five, hallelujah. But two minutes a week, sorry, two minutes three times a week is not failable. You can't fail that. Nobody can not do that. You can do that in the shower, two minutes, three times a week. That is achievable, right? If you can't even bear the thought of two minutes, put your phone alarm on for 30 seconds because I want quality, not quantity with this. I want quality. I want you to be able to sit there with your hand on your heart focusing on your breath. Jane's so bored. I can feel her energy. I've got my eyes closed as I'm channeling this. No, I'm not actually. I've just got a question to ask. Okay, but I can feel it just, all right. What I want to say most of all is that you are sending a very, very strong, clear message, not only to the universe, but most importantly to yourself. If you carve out two minutes to sit down and do this, you are sending the message of, I am good enough interesting enough and worthy enough to spend some time hanging out with. I deserve some quiet time and some time just with me because I like myself enough that I can spend time in my own company. And I'm not talking about I'm knitting, I'm cooking, I'm gardening, I'm doing something with myself, I can be by myself. I went to the movies by myself the other night, what's wrong with you? I'm talking about, yeah, but can you actually just sit with your heart and your tummy and your feelings and your thoughts and be totally okay to 
have that relationship with yourself the same way you'd sit with a girlfriend and have a cup of tea any day of the week. But can you sit with yourself and have a cup of tea and do absolutely nothing and really enjoy what you find there? Do you want to ask a question, Jane Donovan? Well, I was going to, but I think you answered it. So I'm going to say, all right, I actually am going to do it. But I'm a bit excited that if oh! I don't do it, I don't have to because I'm already doing it with my you are. interaction. Not, I'm excited by 19 that. 19 minutes. But I, I think there. there'll be a lot of people that will actually go, I reckon I do spend a lot of time in that zone in other ways. And I think that's really important that you've brought that up for them. Embrace that. You're already there. I'm asking you to do it with complete silence. Why? This is the next part I want to say. And I have said this on other podcasts, but it would be completely remiss if I did not add this here. The universe does not speak to you through PowerPoints, bullet points, words, international languages, spreadsheets, bells, ghosts appearing like the Virgin Mary, like none of that. Well, it can. But the universe speaks to the average, ordinary, everyday human who's trapped in the 3D plane through vibration, which shows up in our bodies as feeling, emotion, sensation, color, sensitivity, heart. How do you have a dialogue with sensation? Well, you don't do it when you're at the gym pounding on a treadmill, driving 6,000 k's an hour down the bloody freeway, chugging down a Big Mac, running to pick up the kids, arguing with your husband and dropping into bed. You don't feel goddamn sensation during any of those moments. And even if you're having sex, it's pam, 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 done. Let's put on Downtown Abbey or whatever, right? Okay? That's <laughs> not... Thank you, crack me up. Oh, I'm glad, Joe. I'm glad that I brought something to you today. All right, so sensation at the exquisite higher vibrational divine level that I'm talking, the kind of vibration that comes from God, for lack of a better word. You, you Look, I can find it if I bring myself into the now moment with a single flower petal with a drop of dew on it. I can find it if I sit in a single ray of sunshine. I can find it if I look into an animal's eyes and have that moment or the first moment I walk into an ocean. You can find it in your bedroom by stopping and putting your awareness beneath the neck and just allowing the high vibration to hum through you like a harmony. You want to be tuning into the earth's heartbeat, to the universal rhythms, to the the heart pounding of the cosmos, to the om, to that vibration. You're recalibrating yourself to a higher resonance in that silent, in those beautiful silent moments. Even if you only hold that for three seconds and then you snap out of it again, you come back in for a couple of seconds, you snap out. In a minute or two's time, because you've got to think about the shopping list and your mother-in-law and what you're going to do on Tuesday. And then you do that. And then you come back in for a few seconds and you come out. And it's like, this is no different to learning to be psychic. When you learn to be psychic, you can hold psychic channeling for a few minutes, a few a few seconds, a few minutes, and then eventually you learn to hold it for up to hours at a time. It's like going to the gym, you build a muscle, it's like deja vu. The phone rings, you know who it is, you know for that second, you don't hold it for any longer than, than that second, but you had it. In that second, split second, you had it. A psychic or a meditator goes in and takes that moment and stretches it out for longer using ninja-like discipline and control, which takes practice. 
you don't just sit there and be Jesus and then fold up the little chair and go off and have you go shopping. Like it takes a long time for a lot of people to retrain out the ego and bring in the ability to connect for consistent long stretches of time. Why would you want to do this? Because if you want to take, for example, the teachings of Abraham through Esther Hicks as a good example, Abraham would say, if you genuinely want to win $1.5 million by next Tuesday, you can do it. You do it with vibration. How are you going to do that? Well, you've got to fucking master it. You've got to master your vibration. How do you master vibration? You become an athlete, an Olympic athlete. How do you do that? You fucking practice. You turn up to training. You do the shitty hours, the hard yards, the times when you don't want to, the times when you don't feel like it, the times when you're tired or hungry, the times when you just want to go to bed. You do it. And that's how you start to get there. Let's bring it down to a much more achievable example. You want to have a beautiful job with a passive income and a beautiful harmonious relationships with family members. You're going to get there through vibration. Yeah, you're going to probably go out in the world and do some stuff as well. But you're going to do it through your mastery of what you're connecting with, aligning with, law of least resistance, coming into truth vibration, coming into heart-centered emotion and feeling and operating from that place always. Jane. Love it. Anything? Very good. Can I keep going? Yes. Right. This is what I want all of you at home who are serious about doing this. This is what I want you to do. This is your accountability steps, your homework. The first thing you're going to do is figure out which place in the house every single time you're going to do this because it always pretty much has to be the same. Why? Because you build energy there and you'll start to walk past that little corner and you'll be like, oh, it's calling to me. I want to go sit in that little place in the sun or my little chair or that place on the bed or that place I've got my crystals or whatever, wherever it is, have your space. Second of all, have the same time, day or night. It, it just helps. It's ritual. So for you, it's the best. The first, the moment you wake up in the morning when you're all fresh and clear and it's just before the day and you want to set the intention, do it then. If it's the last thing at night before you go to bed, two minutes, do it then. If it's just after the kids have been dropped off at school or whatever works for you, that's when you do it. Same time every day. Then you get out your star chart because we're potty training here. You draw up days, weeks, months, Sunday to Monday, all the way through the week. And you put a star or a tick or a cross or a word every single time you show up for that two minutes. And like I said, I want you to start with something you can't fail, like a New Year's resolution, three times a week for two minutes. If you are like, yeah, 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 Rebecca, I can actually do more than that, fine, every day for two minutes or every day for five minutes. If you want to do 10 to 15 minutes a day, you're going to become the Dalai Lama quite soon. So that's fine by me. Go ahead. You'll, you'll affect world peace come this time next year, right? Go for it. But it's got to be achievable. It's got to fit into your life. You've got to look forward to doing it to some extent. There can be reward. If you've got a star chart, you know what happens when you get seven crossed off, don't you, Jane? You've got kids. What happens? Oh, you go get your reward of a massage. <laughs> yes, right. You have a family outing. You go to Kmart. Something fun happens. You go and have a big piece of chocolate. I don't care. Give yourself whatever you want. Maybe it's an orgasm. Just reward <laughs> yourself. But the biggest reward is going to be how centred, anchored, clear, calm and happy you feel in and out of an average day because the ripple effect is going to affect every single thing that you touch for the next 24 hours after you've connected with that divine source. Everything you do for the next 24 hours is going to be permeated by the fact that you sat in complete alignment before you got up and did your day or went to sleep or whatever it was. 
it's still resonating. And that equals happier, easier, more effortless, more abundant realities. I'm done. Well done. Jane, you got to say something now. I'm doing it. No, really? I no. am. I am. I am. I am. I do feel really, um, because I've been beating myself up on this for a while, actually, because, you know, you, you girls have been telling me, do it, do it, do it. And so I, I really do feel great relief thinking, no, no, hang on. I am in the zone. I do spend a lot of time in that zone most days. However, I want to stretch that. I want to be able to stretch the period of being in the zone. Yeah. So so when you're doing it, this is what I forgot to mention, because your brain will go crazy because you are a human being. It's designed to, right? So you need to have some things to try and train it. So I always say, close your eyes, put your hand on your heart to connect yourself down into your body, bring your awareness down beneath the neck and just breathe. And the minute the mind wanders back to the breath, mind wanders back to the breath or light a candle, stare at the flame, mind wanders back to the flame, mind wanders back to the flame. Have a point of focus. Maybe it's just a case of scanning through the body and saying, where am I holding tension that I didn't even notice until I gave this awareness? Oh my God, my jaw is tight. Wow, I've got a knot in my tummy. That shoulder's been bothering me and I hadn't even thought about it consciously. What color is the feeling that's clustering in that part of the body? How could you name it? Have a conversation with yourself at that level. Make a relationship with your body, your core, your essence, your feelings, your sensations with who you are. This is your time to meet yourself, to meet who you are. And that is another imperative reason why we need to meditate. I am love feeling peaceful. I hope everyone's feeling super peaceful after my big angry rant. (laughs) And Jane's devil ad- devil's advocates. <laughs> Thank you for that, Beck. That was great. We love you guys. And I know you're going to have fun with this. The funny thing about um, meditation is it's just like anything else. The more you do it, the more addictive it starts to feel. You'll actually crave it. Trust me. If you crave us, you can find us at lovelifeshow.com. We have 166 back episodes you can trawl through and listen to. And if you want one-on-one time with Jane or I, all of that information is there, lovelifeshow.com. And until this time next week, don't even think about coming back until you have meditated. <laughs> Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.